I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! The hubris <laughs> to to make your debut film five hours and seventeen minutes long. I mean, I I sort of aspire to that sheer level of <laughs> of, of hubris. Aspire to though, Kev, not plan to start with. No, 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 no. This no. has really good ratings though, so it's good. I mean, good movie. I mean, like you know, it's it's a it's a it's a quality picture of. I've now seen all four, like except for the last six and a half minutes of Happy Hour, um, a five a movie that is five hours and seventeen minutes long. I have now seen all of all four of his feature films. This one is my car, Wheel of Fortune and Fancy, Asako One and Two. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, this is his third best <laughs> film. Uh, <laughs> it is twice as long as any of his other movies. Drive My Car was oh, it's a, that's like a two and a half hour movie. But also, Drive My Car is like the most compelling fucking movie it's just it's so like gripping and so strange and so just like forcefully compelling um probably sure. the best starting point in the filmography and it, you know it was the one that was nominated for best picture take that for what you will but not a lot of movies in the japanese language are, are nominated for best picture right um sure sure wheel of fortune and fantasy is like it's a skosh over two but it's three short stories so it kind of burns in a different way but he makes sure he makes yeah. he, 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 he makes long movies that's just he, he makes long movies they are slow they are emotional they are about the delicacy of, of human life and, and social strata. Um, and, uh, right. and, you know, they're, they're worth digging into. I, I think Drive My Car is the, be is the best starting point. Uh, but, you know, if y'all have that Criterion channel, Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, hanging on. Uh, a streaming debut on the Criterion channel. Worth a watch. Right. I saw Drive My Car twice it, in right. theaters. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not expecting you to watch it, and that's not a mark against yeah. you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I think you know. I think one already knows if a yeah. five-hour and 17-minute Japanese drama about divorce is for them. I think one knows no, without I having think, to I sample that that... it. <laughs> yeah, I think that that could be for me. It's more a matter of... When I sit down with the two hours I've got, am I going to start a movie that I will have to do, then do this again for two yes, more times? Yes. Or will I start a movie that I can finish and have enough time to, like, make a snack in between... Understandably so. Other things. And even I, yeah, who have yeah. zero children, this took me a couple weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did not sure. start this yeah, sure, today. Sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I started it on like the 12th. It is currently the 25th. You know what I mean? Like this was. You mean, you know, you got through it though. This, was, this it. was fits and starts. You know, this was, <laughs> this was, I got, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have almost gotten through it. It is leaving the Criterion channel on the 30th. 
So I got, I had to, I had, I was like, it's been sitting there for months now. And I'm like, when am I going to do this? What, what am I, am I going to just yeah. going to like, when am I going to have time take a this? long weekend? And then they're like, it's leaving at the end of the month. And I was like, you got me there. <laughs> Shit. Uh, now it's time. Zing. Let's do it. I've been got. Think about all the things that I won't watch. Um, yeah. but we don't, we don't have to keep talking about, it. I, I will now, I will offer you a choice. Okay. I am, I am Morpheus. I have the pill. I have two pills. Uh, I am, I am, I am, uh, Green Goblin, Spider-Man 1. I'm dangling one <laughs> topic off one side, and I'm dangling another topic off the other side. And it's reflective, much like the Matrix. It's, both of those scenes have the, like, you're wearing two lenses and you can see one choice in each lens. I'm only just now, like, drawing that, uh, connection. Yep. Uh, but anyway, we can talk about 1999 to 2001 was a wild time. Yeah, it was. We figured out that trick, right? Which is like that trick yeah. had existed for decades, but we like forgot about it, and then suddenly we like remembered. Uh, thank you, yeah. uh, Lana and Lily. So we can talk about uh, the Northman, or if you have seen it, we can talk about Barry season three episode one. Oh, see, this is not a choice because I have you haven't Barry, watched Barry. All right, yet. so those little kids yeah. in the cable car, I'm dropping them. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, we are hanging oh, on. Okay. We're hanging on to okay. the Mary Jane that is the, the Northman, Northman. Is your Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. The Northman is my Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> it yeah, is precious um, to me. It is my beloved. <laughs> I, w I would say that was telling if it made any sense. No, it doesn't. It all. doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> no one interrogate that metaphor. There's nothing to learn here. Yeah, it makes about as much sense as the Darren Aronofsky movies she stars in. Exactly. Um, Melancholia. <laughs> yeah. Was Mother any good? I know that wasn't her. It was Jen Lawrence. That was Aronofsky too. That right? looked like that felt like. I looked at that and I was like, nah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, it's again, it's like the five hour Japanese movie. It's like you kind of know instinctively whether or not that might be for you. And I do. I try to encourage people. You know, step out of your comfort zone, try different art. But I was like, I get Darren Aronofsky's whole thing. I'm just, I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not on board. <laughs> Is there what's an Aronofsky uh, that I like? He almost did the. I like pie. Yeah, pie. Pie is interesting. Pie's all right. He almost did the terrible. Wolverine, uh, which is such a weird alternate universe that we could have lived in. <laughs> oh my god, that alternate universe is violently weird. Yeah, that's a. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't do pie like I'm thinking. I'm thinking Life of Pi. No, he did the I other I have not pie. seen Pi. Yeah, I was like, Excuse wow, you, me. I mean, I don't mean to generalize, but I was like, Daddy Host has seen Pi. <laughs> <laughs> About a paranoid mathematician? I mean, but like, come on, you know, I haven't seen Pi. <laughs> Which is not, again, a mark of anything, but it was surprising. You know, Requiem for a Dream, I guess, is still, oh, I like The Wrestler. Oh, I like Black Swan. Actually, uh, do I have to watch Mother now? <laughs> That's so frustrating. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I liked Noah. The movie was delicious trash. Yeah, do I, but I, I was it. like, do I have to watch Russell Crowe's? No, I've been watching a lot of Russell Crowe this year. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just keep on. It's not going to go away either. He gets to you get to see him as Zeus yeah, in I'll, July. Please, darling, please. Uh, I welcome it. Uh, it sounds beautiful. From a gladiator to Zeus, a classic story. <laughs> Classic I mean, story about a gladiator ascending to godhood, which would have been the plot yeah. of Gladiator 2, in case anyone out there uh, is not aware. It was a script written by uh, rock star Nick Cave, and it was going to be about uh, essentially God of War, but starring Russell Crowe as his character from yeah. Gladiator. Well, they would have had to make him Damocles, right? I don't know. I mean, like, it's a script that existed. He's playing. He dies. 
and he was going to like fight his way out of the underworld and like go after gods and shit. Um, I think it is a script you. Oh God, I would have watched the fucking shit and like Ridley Scott oh, yeah. doing it. I mean, it probably would have watched that drivel. It probably would have been sick. Actually, <laughs> probably would have been awesome. It actually, probably would have been okay. No, if they'd gone with because his story is, is I don't know if you're familiar with the the myth of Damocles. But like the, I know the, the sword of Damocles that hangs over one's head. I'm aware right. of the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, that's basically who he is. Yeah. He's the he's the consequences of your actions. That entire movie. Um, so I guess they could have made him like Damocles for the gods, which whatever. Um, yeah, I would have watched the shit out of that movie. I would watch the shit out of that movie now. Just put a young put, a, put a Robert Robert no. Just Put, do uh, Russell Crowe's present day face. Russell Crowe. Do yeah. big, do beefcake Russell. Do big, beefy Russell Crowe. You know, because yeah. like Russell Crowe, he was. I don't know if you've ever seen The Quick and the Dead, the the mm-hmm. Sam Raimi movie, but like Russell Crowe is this just like young, beautiful creature in that yeah. movie. Yeah. But I also am a big fan of like the nice guys, fucking two ham hock yeah, <laughs> Russell <dude>. Crowe. I <laughs> yeah. think. If, I'm looking for... I hope he uh, has that resurgence that I'm, like, waiting for him on. Uh, what has he done recently besides The Nice Guys and Superman? Uh, um, I mean, he was in 310 to Yuma, which wasn't super that was recently. A but while I, ago. I really liked it, though. So, no, he... Yeah. That movie is good, but Russell Crowe is, like, excellent in yeah. it. He's so fucking uh, good in that Like, movie. that movie is good. He is great. Um, yeah. Apparently he's in oh Craven the Hunter playing something. <laughs> Sadly, he is not playing Craven the Hunter in Craven the Hunter, no, a uh, movie that is Johnson filming. Is, right? Jace, Jay. I'm sorry. I am. I was completely. I I knew the like Craven thing was something that was floating around. It is a movie that is filming. It is directed yeah. by J.C. Shandor. It stars. Russell Crowe, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Academy recent Academy Award winner Ariana DeBose in what I can only assume is a deeply thankless role. What I can only assume is a role in which she will be underserved. Um, wow, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing... You know, honestly, like, Tenet Aaron Taylor Johnson, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I hope he brings back yeah. the Quicksilver accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh you no! You didn't see the comic um, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, Sony's like these keep fucking up. Let's keep making them. And you know what? I'm kind of mm. completely on board for this Craven the Hunter movie, though, dude. Like J.C. Shandor, Russell Crowe. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe Craven I don't know who is J.C. It. Shandor is. He did. Oh no! Uh, oh no! I might like this movie. Yes, he did a most violent year with Oscar yeah. Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Margin Call, an excellent movie. All is Lost, Triple Frontier. Oh no! I'm sorry, the Craven the Hunter movie might be good. It might. It has the potential. If he's is I'm he writing sorry. it too? Is he writing it yeah. too? Yeah, I don't know about that actually. Writers, it's just the character. Oh no, screenplay by Matt Holloway. Matt Holloway, known for. Show me, show oh, me the money. Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, Men in Black, the one with Chris Hemsworth, the one with Thor and fucking Valkyrie. Um, Uncharted. Transformers: The Last Night. Uncharted. Oh, 
This movie might be good. Punisher Warzone, the best this Punisher movie, media. This movie is going to be poorly written be and beautifully good. shot, and this I'm movie, fucking down. This movie might be good. This movie might rule. <laughs> oh, God. This, oh, no. This movie might rule. Oh, we're, that's it. We're covering Craven the Hunter. When it comes we have out. to. Kev, you we're have to go- make a trip back to St. Uh, Louis. Yes. And we'll screen yes, that movie with yes, me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh boy, there is a god, and he loves us right now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, but the Northman, I'm sorry, about a different uh, uh, hunter, if you will, a revenge hunter seeking yeah. out the yeah. the man that killed his father. And I, I want to keep this relatively spoiler free because I do think it is a movie that people should go see. Yeah. Not enough uh, people went to go see it. It's opening weekend. Um, sure. People should go fucking see this movie. Listen, it is fucking violent. And it is, like, grody, and it's bizarre, because it's directed by the guy that did The Vivitch and The Lighthouse. The Vivitch. Um, but it also rules so unbelievably hard. It yeah. also, like, whips so much ass. It's so good, dude. What was the last so, time you saw this much ass same, get whipped? It had the same kick-your-teeth-in moment for me that fucking Dune did. Because Dune yeah. starts with that Sardaukar chant, and I was like, oh... Oh no, this movie's gonna work for me. Um, this movie, yeah, this movie starts with uh, a mountain erupting and some guy in a really deep voice like incanting Odin. And my buddy and I looked at each other and we were like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Robert Eggers knows me. He knows how to get right into my brain pan. Um, Give it to me. If this is what Assassin's Creed Valhalla was, I would have platinumed Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, I would. Have, I would still be fucking playing it. <laughs> I would Kevin. still be playing it. I would play it forever. Um, goddamn. I mean, the cast of this movie is incredible. This is yes. the most I've liked Alexander Skarsgård. I think he's great in this movie. Yeah. You're... Anya Taylor Joy, great as always. N- Nicole Kidman, hell yes. Nicole Kidman uh, in one of her most unsettling roles. In a long time. Throughout uh, the movie. Throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I don't, something, I, yeah. Because you're sitting there and you're like, huh, like this is, this is a very small, limited part for Nicole Kidman. And then at one point, the other shoe drops and you're like, oh my Oh God. shit, yes, yes, exactly. It's, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke. It's Arvindil, his father, very good. Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem as Dafoe. As the fool, the fool. <laughs> who leads, leads you on a vision quest. <laughs> farting and burping and mm-hmm. belching vision quest um something this and i can't i can't testify to the historical accuracy of this movie quote unquote like uh, but this is this is what the vikings feel like to me there are these weird (laughs) pagan beasts you know like they're just these like feral violent monsters yeah well i love that you get so without again without spoiling actual events you get this like mud hut ceremony after they yeah. imbibe some hallucinogens, uh, and it's great and and feral but goofy. And then um, twenty minutes later, you get a fire pit at night after it's rained, so it's muddy and it's pitch black, save the the fire itself and like what it's what it's being you know lit by the fire, and this just like cohort of men wearing pelts just like growling and shouting and smacking things together and the juxtaposition of those two of the like feral but goofy and then feral but like stay the fuck away uh is so good 
it's so good and the movie does that so much like you get yeah. pagan religious stuff that's weird and unsettling and then like pagan life styles and then you get like uh i'm left later uh interacting with the world in ways that like makes people think that it's the christians because of their corpse god um and it it's so yes. great it's so great it's, so, it's good. so great and you could look at the trailer of this movie and be like okay hamlet all right i get it you know like lion king like okay i get it no Dude, throw that fucking insinuation out of your brain. Well, also, uh, like, also, like, literally, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hamlet was taken from this. Like, the legend of Amleth was written by Saxo Grammaticus, like, yeah, three hundred years before Shakespeare wrote. Uh, and also, uh, yeah. I think we, <sighs> the Lion King. Also, I think people are like, it's Hamlet, and I'm like, it is. If you describe the vague essence of the concept of it, it is Hamlet. Sure. It is very different from Hamlet in yeah. almost like in pacing, in the order in which events occur. Sure. Principally, uh, in Hamlet, uh, the dad is dead before the play starts. <laughs> you know, right. which is very different than the Lion King, where the dad dies halfway through. Um, I won't tell you when the dad dies in this one, but it's not before the play starts. And it, it, I, anyway, uh, sorry, that's my little, that's my little bugbear, um, that I just can't ditch is that people call anytime an uncle kills a dad, people are like Hamlet. And I'm like, I get a little bit. I get, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, uncles can kill dads and it's not ripping off Hamlet. You know, uncles can kill dads if they want to. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's a thing that that happens sometimes. Um, yeah. Do we do see Bjork for the first time on screen since two thousand five? And also, that scene is fucking incredible. Oh uh, man, she's spinning. She's spinning twine, and the sound. Okay, the first of all, like everything else we've said about the movie is great. The sound design is fucking incredible. It's unbelievable. So when, he, so when he's like walking down that that town that's a that's now been derelict because they've fucking raided it uh and you hear the like because she's fucking spinning oh thread and then uh the 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 fucking the temple that she's in is all like burned out and ashen black but she's in pure white paint (gasps) it rules rules so much It's so good. Um, Uh, The mound dweller that he has to interact with is also very good. Oh uh, my god, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> dude. That guy's crazy. This scene's incredible. That guy's nuts. Like, this movie's so many, like, nuts, guys. This is The Green Knight of 2022. Another movie that not enough people went to go see. Yeah. The Green Knight. I, I literally tied them together in my review. I was, I was like, like, I could not write is, about one without writing about the other. This is that good fucking sword and sorcery kind of shit but it's not like high fantasy you know like it's it's a yeah. it's a fucking grim mystical quest <laughs> yeah. um it's it's fucking good if i have like one criticism of the movie it's i was all, i was i kept waiting for the anya taylor joy shoe to drop and it doesn't no. really but that's just my own expect. Like, if on a second watch, I'm like, okay, now that my expectations are now that I'm not set, waiting for it, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Um, then that four and a half star might go up to a five. You know what I mean? <laughs> now sure. that I, <laughs> now that I'm not like, where is it? 
Come right. on. Uh, she does, I mean, she's great, and, and that character is good and is interesting, but I kind of kept waiting for her to get all Morrigan Dragon Age. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't, wanted, doesn't, doesn't really go down. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see her at one point in Cant, the the Euros, right? Like the East Wind. Uh-huh. To like, and it works. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you think then maybe, maybe <laughs> she's actually got some shit. And that's it. That's yeah. it. And, that's and it. I think she does. But like, that's it. You know, like <laughs> she, she, she is magic. She does have magical powers or access to magic. You know, however you believe magic would work in this scenario. The movie is unconcerned with explaining the rules of magic to you. Um, Completely unconcerned. Which, as it should be. But you, and I get, it's kind of like the Green Knight. Where you're like, well, this is kind of weird and like wonky, and like, why, why was that bit in there? And it's like, I don't know. That's old school quest storytelling for you. I don't know. Yeah. That's just how that. That's just how it was. That's how they told it. Yeah. They're like, and she was a witch, and you're like, what is that leading up to? And they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what she get up me? to? Uh, I bet she did some yeah, movie, sick shit. Movie's, Northman movie's Two, great. North Woman. I would watch. I would ten watch. Out, the North ten Woman out of ten would a, watch. Um, Anya Taylor Joy as a uh, Russian witch, Ukrainian, Ukrainian witch. Oh, she's Ukrainian witch. Yeah, she's speaking ancient Ukrainian, like the whole wow. movie, which is fucking awesome. I didn't um, know that, and we're not mentioned- getting her. She's not playing a space princess in Dune Two, which you know I love Florence Pugh. It's just like, oh wait, they did cast. Yeah, Florence they Pugh? did cast Florence that. Pugh, and I love Florence Pugh, obviously. But like Anya Taylor Joy was again designed in a lab to play a space princess. <laughs> she looks like a <laughs> fucking space princess. But as a consolation prize, I don't know if you were aware, she is playing Furiosa in the Imperator Furiosa prequel film. I don't know if you were aware of that. I was not, and I'm I'm fine with uh, that. Chris That's Chris that Hemsworth rules. is hanging out in there. What the fuck? Hold on. Yeah. Why did the, could they not? Could he? Could Rodriguez not get everyone back? Rodriguez? What are you talking about, Rodriguez? George Miller? Miller? Sorry. No, Miller. it is a it is a prequel film. So, as someone who just read a book about Mad Max Fury Road, allow me to <laughs> allow me to tell you. It was, uh, this, this film was always supposed to exist. In the original conception of Fury Road, there was always going to be a Furiosa prequel movie. And it was supposed to yeah. be released essentially along, it was supposed to be an anime. They were literally like a Japanese animation studio was working on the Furiosa prequel animated film while Fury Road was in pre-production, but it ended up getting canceled for for various reasons. You can read the book, Blood, Sweat, and Chrome uh, by by, uh, Kyle Buchanan to learn more. But um, it was not as if... Now, Charlize Theron had a very difficult time on Fury Road. Everyone did. Yeah, Uh, because Tom Hardy was method acting. Was a a motherfucker. (laughs) Like, yeah, that book will make you not like Tom Hardy. (laughs) You will read... If you read that book, yeah, you're going to be like... This guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, he didn't need to do this. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, 100 degrees every day. But everyone had difficulty making Fury Road because, like, they didn't, like, scenes were never shot in totality. Every every take was, like, four seconds long because he's like, I just need you to say this one line in this take. And, like, of course, George Miller is, like, a genius. And Fury Road is, like, in a, a peerless work of, of action filmmaking. Sure. But... From an acting standpoint, if you're just like, if this dude is like, no, trust me, no, it's going to be great. Um, you might be like, 
okay, dude, we've been out here for six months. <laughs> Can you <laughs> let me in on your, like, little But, plan? like, what if you shut the fuck up? Yeah, what if you shut the fuck up and just, like, let me act? I'm Charlize Theron. Are you aware? Um, but, yeah, so so Furiosa. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is replacing Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who was the original person playing that part. I believe... Okay. Uh, Yaya might have had to drop out because of Aquaman 2? Uh, running long, production timeline-wise? Or, or maybe something else. But he is not in the film. But Chris Hemsworth is taking it over. And you know what? Yeah, you know, if you're going to get a poor man's Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Chris Hemsworth is not a bad way to go. <laughs> no, not, not bad, I guess. I'd love to see Chris Hemsworth be good in movies that are not Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. We also know that Anya Taylor-Joy is going to get... She'll be a part of whatever the next Eggers thing is. And right now it's looking like that next Eggers thing is his obsession with Nosferatu coming to fruition. I heard that was cancelled. I don't know. He's been trying to make it for like a decade. So, fun fact, if you listen to the Mark Maron podcast, any of our listeners, or Kevin... um, that he had Eggers on recently to talk about life, right? But obviously, as a PR uh, part of the PR push for Northman, and uh, one of the first things he did that got that made him go, "Oh shit, oh shit, I want to do this, do this," is when he was in high school. He wrote and directed uh, a stage play of Nosferatu, and then, like, as he graduated, a guy who owned a theater saw it. And like, paid him, bought it essentially to play it on at his theater, um, and that was when he was like, I'm, "I think I'm going to do this." Uh, and so, like, since The Witch, like his first big quotation mark movie, his first recognizable, right? Um, he's been like trying to figure it out, and then after yeah. The Lighthouse, he got closer, and then Skarsgård yeah. came to him and was like, "I want to make a Viking movie," and he was like. All right, bet and <laughs> stop that and went to go do the Northman. Uh, and yeah. so now the rumor is that like Willem Dafoe and Anya Taylor Joy are gonna do Nosferatu with him, which would be great. Which would, which would be cool. I just I remember there was a whole slew of like vampire movies getting canceled recently. I know like sure. Karen Kusama's uh, vampire movie got canceled recently. And I think there was like literally another one. There was like sure. two that were like last week, just like outright canceled. And I was trying, I'm trying to see if this was one of them from what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing any, uh, you know, like deadline official cancellation, yeah. um, but it seems to be, in various states of flux currently, yeah. right? Like still as if they are still trying to figure it out. Yeah, um, very much. So very that much would be, I mean, of fun. course that would be sick as hell. Uh, that would be rad. And um, I, I, I'm now on board with this dude. I'm definitely going to watch his other two movies this year, which I've never seen. Um, I've not seen The Vivitch or The Lighthouse, um, but they are now priorities. If I don't knock them out before October, that's the perfect time. But yeah, I'm all in on this dude. Hell yeah. Here we go, yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah, the Northman fucking rules. Oh God, my I think my favorite part is a huge spoiler, so I can't really talk about it. Uh, hold on, Kevin. Edit point. What's your What's your favorite part? I'll cut this out. <laughs> that noseless dude looks so much like one particular orc in Lord of the yeah. Rings: Return of the King. I looked him up, dog. I looked him up because I was like, I've seen this guy before. Nope, haven't. 
No, he just, he looked, there is, in Return of the King, there is one orc with two skulls stacked on top of his head. He looks exactly like that dude. I just, like, my brain kept thinking of that dude. No, I legitimately thought his name, his character name is something the snub knows or something like that, or half knows. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw him and was like, I've seen this guy. I'm glad that you said something because yeah. I was so disappointed when it turned out I had not nah. seen that guy. <laughs> no. He just, again, there's just one orc that he looks exactly like. And now I'm thinking about it. The structure of him in the movie is a fucking Shadow of Mordor nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. The way he runs, oh, all that shit. I, I killed you before, didn't I? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. His name's Finner, Finner the Nose Stub. I want to go play Shadow of Mordor again. Also, that, fun fact, yeah, I watched this yeah. movie. Sorry, go ahead. You were actually following through with the thought about Shadow of Mordor. Go for it. I just, that game, no one gives a shit about the story, but the Nemesis system is so fucking good <laughs> so that, good. like, I can just play that over and over. That, I leave it installed on my PS4, even when I, like, desperately need space. Because yeah. sometimes you're like, I have a headache. I do not want to think. I just want to kill Orc. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> smash Orc. I just want to attempt to kill Orc because there's a good chance Orc might have friends who've orc decided will to kill, kill me, me more. And he will remember me yeah, <laughs> when yeah. I come back from the One, dead. And I'm he'll sure. have a cool name. Um, no, uh, what's funny is I, we saw, I watched this movie and then uh, there's a person uh, in this movie. Her name is uh, Oluwen. I do not know how to pronounce her last name. Oere, maybe? But that doesn't seem you. nearly as uh, Icelandic as it's probably supposed to be pronounced. She plays a, uh, like, a, I think one of the priests, priestesses, uh -huh. that goes with whatever his uncle's name is. Yeah. Fjolnir. Fjolnir. Fjolnir Because, Bang. of course, this movie is about three things. Avenging father, saving mother, killing Fjolnir. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You can and pick I, up any screenwriting I, book and they'll tell you every movie needs three things. <laughs> Avenging father, saving yeah. mother, and killing And it's best if you repeat them several times to the crowd. Over moment. and over again. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I saw, uh, uh, I watched one of those like movie recaps. I do that occasionally when I'm bored as fuck at yeah, night. Whatever. I just turn on like a person narrating a movie I'm never going to watch. And it was <laughs> a movie called Sea Fever. It's about okay. like an a, a, a alien quotation mark parasite giant beast that lives under the ocean that Loving like attacks it. this ship uh by like attaching suckers to it and then infecting everybody on the boat yes. uh it's and it's got like Dugri scott and connie nielsen in it oh, and i yes. was like this is interesting but this woman olwen was also in this movie and i was like no way am i watching a recap and this woman who's in the northman as a character I did not think I would ever see again in a right. Western <laughs> film. Yeah. Uh, and like, no, sure enough, that was 100% her. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool beans. Anyway, nice small side story. Hey, uh, anyway, you know what? Where else are you going to get that out of your brain? You know, like your wife yeah. doesn't care. That's what the podcast is for. <laughs> She'd go, cool. <laughs> and that's uh, it. <laughs> great. No, this Perfect. she's actually done a lot of stuff, too. She's Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre from this year. Yeah, that one. Everyone loved that one. Universal Everyone loved that. Actually, I said a lot of stuff and I lied. It's she's done a lot of stuff. It's just not stuff. Stuff just that not I've stuff seen. you're aware of. But Fantastic she, hey. Beasts too. Oof. Who who she play? McGluggan Fiddle Melu Fuddle. Melusine. Great. Uh, you know what? We're <laughs> exactly. We're, 
Yeah, good job. Good name. Good name, Joanne. Uh, this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies Podcast, where we aim to talk about every <laughs> piece what, of pop culture ever. Ever created. <laughs> Bringing up Harry Potter adjacency. Kev was no, like, we're moving on. No. Pull the record. Every piece of pop culture ever created. Uh, welcome back to our Mythic Pod Quest as we work our way through every episode of Mythic Quest. Uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Uh, but uh, you can just call me The Wolf. Uh, I am the daddy host, the host with the mostest, the kids. Uh, and if I were ever to finish a book that I've started writing, it would probably be because Isaac Asimov wrote it for me. Whoops. That's next episode. No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? We're doing the bottle episode. You talked about backstory. I did. <laughs> Oops. It's That's the second time I've done that. I watch these Spoilers. too many times, and I forget which yeah. ones, you know. I'm which one is person. from what? No, this is the one where they have eminals that they are um, assigned to. Eminals? Chart. Eminals? <laughs> you know, when you go, you know that, you know George Orwell's eminal farm? <laughs> yeah, it's where they go and clean out butts, right? <laughs> yeah. You know that band, Glass Eminals? Uh, but yes, uh, we, we are, uh, because these are nine episode seasons, we have to... <laughs> What something solo and uh, worked out best to do the bottle episode, um, oh, yeah. as we as we segue on Boston. in. What's yeah, funny is so last talk- week when we talked about doing this episode, I also forgot this episode was a bottle episode, and it was next. And then I've <laughs> in a week's time forgot again. In my Absolutely. defense, my entire fucking household had the flu from Tuesday Ew. of last week until yesterday, so no. that was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, and me being a Sawyer, that's what I'm. That's what, all I can chalk it up to. Uh, happened to get everything a little less than everybody else, so I'm then the de facto like one who can do things. So <laughs> for like a week, I was like, "Don't worry, I got the kids and food, and like the kids and food, and the Whoops. kids and food." So Whoops. I'm tired. Yeah, understandable. And also, every um, episode of Mythic Quest I watched in the last five days, lost. Yeah. To the annals yeah. of time. Forever. No, it's okay. That's why we're that's why we're here. You know, it's a it's a two person operation. I got you. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Got my slack. I get it. I like it. I pick up that slack. Uh, Jace continues to be on assignment, uh, but you know they'll be back eventually. One day. They will. They will. When their journalistic endeavor is done. Yeah, when the cool thing that they're doing is done, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. When that sick, you know, awesome thing that they're doing is 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 over, then they'll come do their podcast. <laughs> And that cool shit that they are too busy to hang out with us to do. Whatever. Because um, I'm not I mean, available I'm not in upset. the middle of the day. I'm not upset. I'm not jealous. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Uh, no, the it's cool. I'm, I'm going to go see their cool thing, you know, whenever <laughs> whenever I can make that work. Yeah. Um, it's going to be great. This is, of <laughs> course, season two, episode five. Please sign here. Directed by Megan Gans, which, if I am not mistaken, her first directorial credit ever. Um, written by Katie McElhaney. Uh, in this episode, Carol needs 
the entire MQ, well, not the entire MQ office, the main characters of the show Mythic Quest, to sign off on uh, a personality quiz that they all took uh, that assigned them an animal based on their various uh, personality traits. Um, and, you know, that goes about as well as it... <laughs> As you might expect, uh, tensions are high. It's a uh, Megan Gans bottle episode, so people get very mean and very personal. <laughs> people, yep. people, uh, a lot of grudges come out. A lot of secrets are revealed, and uh, here we are. Oh, people say really mean shit. <laughs> really mean shit. And I, I like this episode. There are a lot of bits about it where sometimes I'm like, and I know that this. What I'm about to say is, like, literally what scripts are. But it feels like sometimes in this episode, things are just happening because the writer needs them to happen. Sure. And I don't always feel like it is internally justified. Does that make No, well, yeah. This is sense? the thing that we've brought up a couple of times in this. I mean, obviously on this podcast. But I think a couple of yeah. times in this specific uh, show. Is yeah. that there's a few times where they go for something and you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. That I don't know if that works, but yeah, but you're gonna correct and, it here in a second, so yeah. we'll get past and sometimes, it. Sometimes you know I enjoy you know the performances, or I'm like right. you know this is ultimately like good for the character, but sometimes it is also like, God, Ian gets really specifically mm. knifingly personal at the end, mm -hmm. and I don't know if the episode has built up to that moment quite properly well it's it's tough and I, <clears throat> sorry i still have a cough and the um, show knows that like ian is being a tremendous dick it's not as if that that is not aware yeah, but it does no, just kind of feel 100%. like it comes out of like yo what the fuck <laughs> but like in now that you're saying it out loud and it's not just a thought in my head as well in the show's defense like that's ian's mo yeah. To uh, hyper, not over, but like hyper escalate. Where yeah. you're like, oh, this is an issue. And we're figuring it out. Oh, this is an issue. Oh, we're figuring it out. And then like Poppy is there to point out the, what the fuck? Why? Why is yeah. this where we just got? Um, the difference in this episode is like they're both going at it toe to toe for a good portion. And at, at the end, there isn't like a what the fuck out of poppy they leave that on the audience's part right yeah so when it dumps out on you you're just like uh yeah because if someone what? said that to me i don't know what i would say either you know yeah, like sure. what are you gonna say like uh, no <laughs> uh-uh <laughs> that's just that's classic uh uh you know grade school bully shit where like the best you know you they're you, just egging them on at that point where you say no uh when they're yeah. like you shit you pooped your pants you are gay. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> no, you pooped your pants. There's nothing wrong with pooping your pants or being gay. I believe both no. of those things. Both of those are things are totally normal. They're good and healthy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just all, sometimes, that's, I just, this falls back on, I feel like I'm being hard on this show again, but, you know, we are doing a podcast about it. Yeah. This show sometimes falls back on a thing in and particularly in like comedy script writing where like people just start like going like fuck you no fuck you you know like it just kind of like yeah. it it's just people 
escalated because that's what comedy is. I don't know. It's hard for me to articulate like exactly what is bothering me about this episode, which I do think is good. And there's a lot of things that I like about it. I like the fake CW dummy, <laughs> you know, I think, <laughs> I, think yeah. I think that's funny. Carol is great. The whole ensemble is good. Sue is good. David is of course very, they saved that David reveal for, yeah, <laughs> for a particular moment. And it really does land. I forgot that they were like hiding him Fuck until him. he shows up. Slam dunk. With Slam his dunk. fucking hair. And it's his jacket. It's really good. His sequined, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. bedazzled fucking studded oh. jacket. <laughs> God damn, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's but good. I have a similar sort of thing with the Brad and Joe scene, which is good, but it is also like, they just start facing off. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel like there's been enough buildup to this, both in this episode and in the season. Sure. For them yeah. to be doing, like, the Wild West fucking circle around each other sort of thing. I don't know. Sort of, well, you know, you get the very end of the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's Brad's brother being like, if you're going to take your shot, take it. And this is how. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. So I guess that's, yeah, that's that uh, impetus. But then um, also a thing we talked about last week, which this show does seem to be bringing up the same, maybe not the same thing every week, but it's like a thing we bring up and then the next week it tackles it. And we're like, well, we got to talk about the thing we talked about. Well, damn, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that's persistent, I think though, throughout this is the fact that like this, the complaints that you're bringing up that I think I agree with almost completely is that, or sorry, is not that, but it is explained by the fact that this show only has four more episodes left this season uh and they don't have the time to like build these arguments and so they're just kind of giving them to us and we're both kind of going yeah no okay sure yeah i guess i guess it could really be attributed to we have there's just there's arcs we want to do here and we only have so many episodes to do them it just yeah it feels a little it kind of reminds me of when we used to talk about like the MCU shows on here where it was like, it kind of feels like you just have the wrong amount of story for the amount of time yeah. you are, you, you have to tell it. Right. There's too much uh, screen and not enough scene. It's just like, oh, cool. wow. <laughs> I just came up with that as I said <laughs> that's it, very good. Um, that's very but pretty. you liked it. So I'll use it again someday. <laughs> um, no, but that's it though. Like you're it's, I, I want, yeah, I just want a little bit more explanation, which is something that I frequently do not say. <laughs> I'm sure, very right. rarely like, tell me more. But Right. Yeah. I, I like to a certain amount of explore, but you're right. It does feel, uh, it, it kind of feels a little bit analogous. Now, you're not going to be able to follow me down this road. But when season four of Lost was cut off by the writer's strike and they sure. lost, like, they, there were, they had to, like, cram it in you know to try and figure out what to do and they lost like four episodes like they were just like "Eh, we can't do four whole episodes and suddenly like the last few episodes of the season they have to go like uh and like you i'm just picturing them like running all over the office we need move this plot point over here and then we gotta (laughs) like it kind of feels like that just throwing Um, things together in in a in a fury yeah you're right, but you know we were talking a little bit last week about you know like oh this Ian and Poppy feud thing you know it seems like they're really building up to that and this is the next step in that it just feels like they didn't have enough time to 
make it feel more organic. Eh? Um, it it does feel sure. like a like we only have so many episodes left this season, and we decided one of those episodes is one hundred percent a flashback about a supporting character on this show that yeah. features none of the central cast members except for Craig Mazin in a different role. It like they're like they just don't have enough time, and and the only way we could discuss that more is to be like. Give more episodes of the show, please, which we've done plenty um, this season. Plenty, yeah. Which, yeah, you know, we'll see how they deal with it later. Um, I really like this episode for a couple of reasons um, outside of what you've mentioned, and that's that, like, um, well, you know, bottle episodes rule uh, when they're done well. Um, And I think that this is the first time we really, like, they've hinted at, well, we've met Carol before, right? That's the HR lady. Oh, right? several, several like, times. We've met she's her before. Yeah. Every time she's kind of in the middle of people that are trying to deal with some shit. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we get an episode dedicated to just them dealing with their shit with her in the room. Yeah, um, like actually mediating this this shit. You know what I mean? As much right. as she's like, please leave me out of this. <laughs> I just need you right. to sign some papers. Yeah, and I but I also think that like towards the end of the episode they kind of backburner her like i feel like the mm-hmm. i feel like when the heat of this like thing was going down she could have been more of a mediator it could have and been instead, a very valuable she got tired tool. and was just like fucking say what you want to say and like i also get that for her character very much i get that for her character yeah. but wanting her to be like in control of a scene that she's in entirely I wanted her to see her be like, hold on, Ian, that's fucked up. Uh, yeah. And like, stop, like stop him or like stick it to him real quick. So that Poppy didn't, because it kind of felt like at the end that Poppy was kind of alone in that room when she wasn't. Yeah, no, right. Carol is there. And like, that's something they kind of do throughout this. Obviously like David leaves in a very, you know, sort of uh, <laughs> purposeful way. And then Carol kind of ignores David in the elevator, you know, at a certain point. Right. But there's this moment where, like, Sue wheels CW out of the room. And you expect that to be, like, a joke that pays off later. And it just isn't. They've just been written out of the scene. They're in yeah. the office. But, like, they've just been... <laughs> they've just been... And Sue is like, give me the tour. I guess because she doesn't get to be on that floor a lot. But it, yeah, like... Yes. You just... It's... This episode has a lot of things. Like, Carol kind of sitting on the the back burner in what could be like a very useful place for that character that I like, that I want to see more given to besides kind of the one thing she's always doing, which is like being exhausted with people bringing her, her problems (laughs) like, and, and the, the Sue and CW thing where they get wheeled away. I don't even remember how the testers leave. It just, it, it sort of feels like you left all of these tools out And then yeah. you you left all these Chekhov's guns. You, you had this whole you left a gun rack of Chekhov's guns. Yeah, sitting you there. You loaded the room, and then and then you just like punch someone in the face, right? Like you you had all the, which can be like a kind of yeah. a you know a reversal it, when done well. That can be really interesting. Yeah. But like you had a gun rack, and but like someone is breaking into your home, and you grabbed like a sword. It's like it's just like a yeah. weird choice. Yeah, the show has the unique problem of being full of people that we are at this point probably already to see uh, stand up to Ian in some way and to Ian in some way. And again, they place them all in the same room 
and you're like, oh shit, we're gonna see someone say something to Ian, and then by the time Ian starts saying stuff that's addressable by other people, no one else is there. Yeah, and it right. kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Yeah, and it's like, and I guess like if Ian says that in front of anyone else, and Ian is like. A, a dick and everyone is aware of that if Ian says that in front of anybody else like you turn on the person that says that to another person you yeah. know like to say to someone you literally you can't succeed without me and we both know that which is like that's such a fucking terrible thing to say did you see yeah. did you see marriage story um not all the way through but i'm pretty sure i saw the scene you're about to mention Right, the the and that scene. Yeah, again, we talked about it on this very podcast. You know, uh, yeah, a while it's the one back. that everyone took out of context. The one that everyone took out, out of context, context because, like, the whole movie is this like buried resentment, you know, and like, and and they're you know, there's always lawyers between them, and the lawyers are sort of act acting outside of their clients' best interests or outside of their wishes or whatever, you know. Like, there's all this like turmoil, and that's the only scene where the two of them are like, let's just fucking have this out. Let's just do, because, like, this is driving me insane. And then people take that out of the context. But, like, and people take that one uh, yeah, yeah, it's line the, where I, Adam Driver is like, I could have slept with fucking anybody and I didn't. Which is, like, it's a horrible thing to say. But yeah. also, like, I don't know. Aren't we all kind of shitty? We've all kind of been there. You might not think that exact same thing. But there's sure. something shitty you think about someone you love that you just, like you you push you yeah. push down you you lock it away because you can't say it and yeah. like yeah if somebody said that to you like you turn on them because it's like a shitty thing yeah well, there's, to yeah, say. yeah there's also that moment in that argument where he says that sometimes if i could guarantee what's his kid's name henry henry would be okay sometimes i wish that you would like die like you would get sick and die yeah and she's like what the fuck and he's like i know it's fucked up but that's also a thing that if anyone else is in the room, they go, oh, yo, whoa, hold on, hey. Yeah. <laughs> fucking keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. And that and that scene became a meme and a bunch of people that hadn't even fucking watched the movie are like, this is what is great about acting or this is what is wrong with acting. And I'm like, you're all insane. <laughs> this you're is such all an insane idiots. way to live. But another, uh, speaking of devastating things, I feel like I've referenced this at least once recently. Are you aware of that one time that Bill Murray just, like, obliterated Chevy Chase, just, like, left only a pair of smoking boots where Chevy Chase once stood. Is it the one where someone asked, like, what's the difference between the two of them? I'm not aware of that one. I, I thought um, there was one where he was, like, you when you were in my group of people that did SNL and, and like, that group of people that hung out with each other, uh, you either grew up... What did he say... It was dark. It was like you either overdosed, you grew up to be a chill, cool guy like me, or you grew up to be Chevy Chase. <laughs> it's I was wow. like, I, I was like I mean, that, yikes. yikes. That's that's not bad. Um, and obviously, I'm not like defending Bill Murray as like a good person because Bill Murray obviously fucking sucks in didn't many, just, many ways. Didn't he just get in trouble for some shit too? Yeah, didn't he just? Didn't they just like shut down a movie he was starring in because of like? <laughs> conduct um which like if you know anything about bill murray besides like the memes is like yeah it's not surprising uh but there's this (laughs) one time he just like obliterated chevy chase 
where Chevy Chase was, like, making fun of Bill Murray because, like, Bill Murray has, like, acne scars and shit. He's called him, like, Crater Face. And Bill Murray turns to him, and he, he looks Chevy Chase, and he says, you're a medium talent, which is... Oh, that's devastating. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's blood chilling. You don't come back from, you're a medium talent. Oh, my that's, God. That's worse than saying you suck. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's almost criminal. Terrible. That's yeah. almost criminal. Good lord. That's like calling someone boring. Boring is hard to come back from. Because <laughs> so you're like, you're just saying I'm just fundamentally not interesting. Like yeah. you're just saying that like I am not worth time <laughs> because I'm boring. Oh yeah yeah. Ay yikes. But anyway, yeah, saying that like someone can't succeed without you, and we both know that is like that's a that's a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, that's violent. That's violent. That's <laughs> that's violence. Yeah, one hundred percent. I am this committed to violent act. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's not okay, ever. No. And uh, God. and I don't think that like Carol's response to that is appropriate. I don't remember what her response is. I don't think she responds. When he says that you can't succeed without me, she's gone. She's not she's present She's gone at that, that point. That's right. She's yeah, left. Yeah, you're right. She she left. That's after the David Elevator thing because Poppy, which, and Poppy did, like, what Poppy did is shitty, right? Like, yeah. what she did, like, after someone, like, really confesses something to you in that intimate setting where, like, you're kind of in a therapy session, essentially, to, like, go, like, I'm afraid of singing, which is true but is obviously not what we're doing here right. um that is a shitty and withholding thing to do with someone that is nominally supposed to be your creative partner then i and you know will do what he does and he like escalates it and he takes it to the next level um and sticks yeah the i knife forgot about that like i does be he i is honest he tries and then yeah. poppy laughs at him because she doesn't think he's being serious yeah. And then when she tries to be honest after that, Ian's in like, fuck you, you shat on me during this moment yeah. mode. And, and he doesn't get vulnerable a lot. Right. So opening up like that is difficult for him. And so like the one time we see him like actually do it, Poppy doesn't buy it, even though yeah. this is the time she should have. And when she yeah. doesn't when she doesn't reciprocate uh and instead throws it in his face the the response we get out of Ian at the end is very much like nope fuck you <laughs> yeah I tried when you're to play along. when you're that guarded and which is not like a particularly healthy way to live one's life but when you're that guarded and you it's like people that I'm sure you know or have been who are uh, very guarded they don't really let people get close to them and then you know in one relationship friendship or romantic they really like open up to someone and then they that comes back to bite them in the ass somehow sure and they're like irreconcilable yeah right sure. like that that is it feels like something they won't come back from because right. like a, a a an incredible trust has been violated deep, and, and uh, it, yeah a deep line, a deep uh, line has been crossed, and truly like, like a betrayal. <laughs> yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I don't think that uh, the first time I watched this episode, I blamed Ian. Yeah, I thought his response was shit, and like going back to what you said, still not a thing you should ever say to someone. 
But when Absolutely. he did it, when he did it, I was like, I think Poppy might have earned that. I think yeah. Poppy might have earned that. Um, it's so, man, again, this show has us talking about the same things, which I guess, if it was their plan, success. It's This show's really good at making you think, like, Ian's shitty and problematic, and everyone else has to deal with him. And then being like, but also maybe so are some of the people around him. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't justify what he does, but it does make you feel like you're watching this, like, I don't know if you have any friends that are like this, but I have a couple uh, that are where you're like, y'all are great. What's the what's the best way to describe it? It's not that you aren't good for each you aren't good for each other, but you're perfect. If that makes that what you're you're what? What am I trying to say? Fuck me. I believe in you. It's it's when you see two people that like just butt heads constantly, but also like could not be anywhere else. Sure, 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 sure. You know what I mean? Like. You're sure, sure, bad sure. for each other, but you're also made for each other. Sure. I made a whole uh, web series about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, sure. It's a it's a dynamic I find fascinating. And certainly, I've <laughs> never been never, in anything never like that before. <laughs> never. <laughs> How what dare you, you why suggest you that? Me? Why would you slander me in this way? How uh, dare you? How dare you, sir? And uh, I challenge you to a duel. And But that... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's almost like, you know, sometimes people will, like, slag on, like, a comedy that, like, gets really serious, you know, and it's, like, it became this, like, big trend for a long time, and now, like, Mythic Quest, like, Mythic Quest is almost comical in how, like, uncomedic it will be. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is almost, like, parodic of that kind of prestige quote-unquote comedy uh it's almost like a parody of the bojack horseman thing (laughs) at a certain (laughs) point like how much it's like and now we're fucking serious yes yeah Yeah. a couple those couple times you're like (laughs) oh oh that was oh wow but it's like it's almost mythic quest almost gets off on it you know where like yeah. We're gonna do a whole fucking episode that is an unfunny flashback of CW about three writers in the seventies, and oh, fuck God. you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you're gonna watch it, uh, and you're not gonna have a good time. Not um, at all. Yeah. No. Great episode, but like, and again, at a certain point, remember, you remember how like halfway through season two of Ted Lasso, it became an hour long dramedy. Like, what was once a breezy half-hour sitcom became just, like, literally an hour-long dramedy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, Mythic Quest is a better drama than it is a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> in many ways, in many ways, I think that's absolutely true. I, it is, and I and I like this show, I find it, like, most of the episodes, like, perfectly pleasant, there's charming characters or whatever. In a lot of ways, I'm like, maybe this should become a Sorkin drama about a video game studio. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe this should sure. be Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, but about, but about a video game company. Maybe sure. it should just steer into that skid <laughs> at a certain yeah. point. I've also been, I've been that guy several times to be like, uh, why is there not an uh, a social network or a Moneyball or a Molly's Game scale, uh, yeah. you know, Sorkin esque thing in the video oh, game yes. space because it's. 
It's right there's, for it. It's fucking right for there's it. There's fodder. There's yeah. fodder there. I just think for various reasons, and honestly, like with Mythic Quest being a very underseen show, I not I don't think they're like particularly off base when it's like that still feels very niche. Sure. And I understand that like all of it is niche, you know, like aren't yeah. politics niche, aren't sketch comedy, you know, any other Sorkinian drama, aren't like uh, sports <laughs> news or whatever that one was about. Um, but um, at a certain point, it's like, I think people that are not into video games can be very reactionarily put off without ever having watched something yeah. about video games. I think it sure. being about video games, people erect a wall yep. if they are not a gamer. Um, in a way, and and I think the gamer community is partially responsible for that, for making <laughs> everything yeah. so obtuse for, and off-putting yeah. and to people who aren't part of the group. Yeah, making everybody feel like they don't fucking belong. I think a contingent, I think a, a, a an epidemic of calling people fake gamers maybe has something to do with it, but, uh, like, it, I think people will erect that wall in front of themselves. Sure. If it's like, this is about video games, I don't know anything about video games. Uh, I, I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. And um, and I, I, I think, so I think that's why it might not. Yeah, comedy is your, is your least common denominator to go after, right? It's like, oh, everyone likes to laugh. So, right. if it's, if so it's they'll funny, watch a comedy about what whatever. About. Exactly. 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 If we watched, yeah. we watched comedies about local state governments, a paper company, community college students, <laughs> right. and nerds in their apartment yeah then we can write a hospital yeah a mega church family yeah it could be anywhere yeah exactly it could be at a it could be at a bar it could be at a radio station it could be it could be anywhere because like whatever we like to laugh and like you could find recognizable character archetypes anywhere but i think committing to a drama it's much less approachable than the courtroom the hospital the police station, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. It's what it is, but um, it's. You know. uh, I think that's, I think that's why. Yeah, and I I think that they do a good job of playing the balance enough to like get you in with the comedy, and then they're test. It, it does feel like they've like progressively tested deeper and deeper waters, being like, so what if it was this much more serious? What if it was this much more? So like maybe mm-hmm. we have. I mean, we've we've gotten the two flashbacks right we've got doc and beans and we've got the cw flashback both Which of is, those yeah, coming up aren't funny week. no right like neither of those are funny i mean doc and beans has funny moments also the sometimes CW in like a has some characterful way right like sometimes right. in a in a, but in a very different way than mythic quest right. is a comedy right? right right and so like it's capable of doing a drama about games I yeah. guess the second one's the second one's ostensibly about writing, but still, um, I don't know. It like it 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 feels point, weird to say it, but it does feel kind of like the show's still feeling itself out. Like it's still yeah. stretching its own. It's still stretching its own legs here right. halfway through season two. No, I mean we've talked about because they've only had eighteen episodes. You know, like at this right. point they've had like. <laughs> 12 episodes or something like it's ridiculous how few episodes of the show there have been up until this yeah. point this is the 15th episode that we're talking about. or i guess i guess with the two specials it would be the 17th but still that's yeah, that's, that's less not than a, a lot season, a decade um ago. exactly that's the first season of the community had 25 episodes 
you know? Um, and the, the second season of Parks and Rec, which is like almost feels like the first season, you know, like it, it that had 20 episodes, you know, right. it, it, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I know they're all sitcom writers and, and everyone signed up for a comedy, but I think it's more effective as a drama. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. and, and everyone here has the chops, I think. You know, like, yeah. obviously, like, Danny Pudi does and and uh, F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> fucking, fucking Salieri certainly has the chops. He's to not coming do back to season three. Did you see that? What? Yeah, I don't, I think, I, hang on, I'm double checking. What? F. Murray Abraham Mythic. Yeah, he's not coming back for season three. What? Do they say why? Six days ago, um, Lionsgate confirms Oscar winner's unexpected departure before season three, but declines to, to discuss it further. Um, 82 year, 82, that might be a well, reason. Well, that might have something to do with it. He's 82? I believe it. My God, doesn't look it. Sure, I would great. I would believe seventies, but eighty. All right, man, looking yeah, looks, looking good. He looks great. Um, but, um, yeah, he told Vanity wow. Fair last year that his role in Mythic Quest was a special gift. I've done a whole lot of work, and there are certain things I look for. One of them is community. To find that kind of connection to humanity is so hard because it's so segmented. So he loved it. But well, that's good. That's nice. Yeah. Huh. The show's huh. co-creator and star Rob McElhaney said last year that the show asks viewers to empathize with the darkest element. Oh, that has nothing to do with this. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just, I just saw him saying, aren't we all recognizing that life is messy and that people can be both a good person and a bad person on the same day? And I was like, "That is that about? No, that's just about the show. Okay, never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that, I was like, is that a conduct uh, allegation? I don't know. Um it, uh, um... well, you know, that we, we've talked about the fact that, like, the, uh, this season in particular was really tricky for them to film with him yeah. because of his age and, like, wanting to keep him safe, uh, and uh... offset during COVID. So I bet that there's just a, you know, you reach an age where, you know, one thing sure. happens that you have to deal with for an entire year and you go, maybe I'm done. Yeah, 82, you know, you're not young, and I'm sure there was a lot of, difficulty filming around him in the second half of the season and sitcoms yeah. are long fucking hours um there's yeah. so many like chevy chase community stories you know that are that are similar is like god that's a long hours to ask of someone that is that is uh getting up there in years that is no spring chicken yeah. uh now i have to now we'll have to pay attention to how this how he like truly ends in this season though i think as a character send-off the next two episodes we're about to watch yeah that's not a bad way to do it also kev we talked last week about maybe rachel figuring her way into becoming a writer wow i didn't think and, about that she was with I cw see, for this trip now I cw's not opening. coming back hello and maybe he's uh, not coming back for season three but he comes back for a special in between okay that, sure, that could be. That, that could details be a, why a proper this is send off. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I know Goodbye, that they CW. announced. I know that they announced that they were filming, or something, and they used uh, Anthony Hopkins again. 
I was, Which makes I me know feel they're... like they're gonna do another Starlight or whatever it's called. Uh, Everlight, please. Everlight, Show Everlight. Respect. Sorry, excuse um, me. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's fine. But uh, could okay, could go, could go any direction. That's hey, I see the door open, and obviously yeah. you could introduce a new character, or you could do something with the character that you already have, and uh, you know, could be okay. Hey. Yeah. Is what it is, and again, next two episodes, pretty decent send off for this character. Yeah. Um, and I guess if I need F. Murray Abraham, I'll just watch Grand Budapest Hotel for the forty seventh time. Yeah. Also, uh, watch that again. Oh, I keep I forgot he's on there. I haven't yeah. seen a haven't seen a fucking lick of it. His face isn't on there, but he's in there. Boo! I mean, I like <laughs> his voice too. Yeah. Show me that punum. Show it to uh, me. I also wonder if. It had anything to do with working next to William Hurt in the last season uh, and Big Hurt Hurt passing. Yeah, maybe. You know, things that put people's uh, priorities into perspective. Life in perspective, right? Yeah, sure, and like, sure. what was what was William Hurt? Was he like in his seventies? Seventy one. Seventy one. Everybody's ten years older than him. Yeah, you're ten years older than that. That'll make you go like, hmm. Perhaps maybe. time to sip lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should go hang out with my grandkids more or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, maybe that'll 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 reframe your life perspective. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but oh, it is a. Uh, I feel like Vanity Fair's statement sucks. By the way, it's Ashley Abraham will not be returning to season three of Mythic Quest. Beyond that, we do not comment on matters concerning personnel. What? <laughs> like Vanity Fair said that? Oh, sorry. The spokesperson for Lionsgate. The Vanity Fair wrote oh. the article. Eh, but now I'm s- starting to smell something. Are you, do you, are you smelling what I'm smelling? We do not comment on matters concerning personnel. Yeah, I don't know. Lionsgate has said before. Okay. I mean, it, it's definitely it? PR speak. I don't know. I don't I don't track it. I, I, it's not... I, Listen, I'm not here to throw anything at anybody, but something something stinks in fucking Denmark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. There's fucking I smell I smell some fish wafting through this window. So I I I I will say nothing further. But I bet someone in the audience is going like, mm, yes, this also sounds fishy to me." Yeah, um, so this anyway. is from 2018. Okay. I'm getting conspiratorial uh, now. Yeah, no, I've, you've got me into my, like, <laughs> uh, investigative journal fucking brain. That's right. We're fucking um, cracking some shit up. In 2018, Spotlight. Lionsgate had a sexual misconduct as- accusation um, where... Did they say we don't comment on personnel? A former vice president said that she suffered years of abuse by a former general counsel. The spokesperson for Lionsgate told The Wrap in 2018, we never comment on specific personnel actions... But we take sexual harassment allegations very seriously. I guess this would be different for them to comment on because it was known that it was sexual harassment. And if this is not known yet, 2017, also uh, exec exited after harassment. The company does not discuss personnel matters. Uh, Although 2019, Lionsgate lays off 20 more workers, slimming down, and it says... Uh, they do not comment on personnel matters. So maybe... I don't know. Maybe Lionsgate just doesn't talk. Maybe but, Lionsgate doesn't know. talk. Maybe loose lips sink shifts. I mean, 
it, uh, I will now steer the conspiratorial boat in another direction. You sure? Maybe Lionsgate's hard up. Maybe Lionsgate is like, hey, not a lot of people watching the show Mythic Quest. You know, we gotta make some cuts. All right, I we guess. need to yeah, sure. we need to make this show a little cheaper. Yeah, sure, cheaper sure. to produce. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're you're. I bet F. Murray Abraham's probably pulling down a pretty decent paycheck. It would be really wicked weird to be like, you get you've been renewed for two more seasons, but don't spend more money. <laughs> oh, I mean, my dog, that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That is TV, baby. Yeah. Um, love to love to watch that happen in real time on my favorite television shows like Community and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where you watch season one and you're like, wow, they're like outside. And then you get to like season four and you're like, they have not left a soundstage all season. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They'd be using, they'd be just redressing the same old sets over and over again. Over huh? and over, um, huh? Yep. They just let anybody in here. Yep. <laughs> they just let anybody in here. And um, so I don't know. So that could be. Hey, if anybody, any listeners out there, you got that dirt, you got that dirty dish, you got them deets. Um, <laughs> we're we're journalists now. This is spotlight. We're spotlight from spotlight, and we're here to fucking muckrake. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. His girl Friday, Hudsucker proxy. We're fucking. We're it's we're it's journalism. The post. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, Bruce Almighty, we're flinging a newspaper at the screen. What does it say? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Email our tip line. <laughs> Email our tip line. Our tip line. ElonMusk'sTwitter.com. Um, womp womp. I believe the email for this show is can we get this pod at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> because this show used to be like four other shows. and uh, But it is this show now. Anyway, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably wraps up our discussion of Mythic Quest. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that was a good. I think that was a good debate. Yes, uh, I feel like sometimes we come off negative about this show. This is a show I like. This is a show oh, no, I like. I absolutely watching. love the show. Yeah, and just I'm tr- I'm trying to like I want it to, I just want it to get there. I just feel like it hasn't like it hasn't fully quite gotten there. It's that student. I see your potential. I just yeah. want to help you fucking push yourself and let's get there. This is Whiplash. I'm Whiplash. Too. <laughs> I'm I'm J.K. Simmons, Whiplash from Whiplash, and I'm fucking and and, and Mythic Quest is Miles Teller, and I'm fucking I'm trying. I gotta get that drumming out of you, kid. <laughs> you got a drum, real good. Uh, God, they filmed Top Gun Maverick so long ago that Miles Teller is in it. When was the last time you saw that dude? They filmed that movie like eight years ago. That's a I've what has he been they, doing? Exactly. I feel like I feel like it's really he's like a pain in the ass. I don't know if he's like a creep. I know he's like a pain in the ass. And I think the pain in the ass to what you get out of it ratio is not good enough for Miles Teller to to keep working steadily. He did take um, a big fucking break yeah he has not Ollie been around Brave, for a minute and then he did a mini series in 2019 you ain't heard of it what is it who knows too old um, to die young mm. yeah exactly what the fuck is that you don't know no and, i have no fucking deal um, what that is yeah i think i think they filmed top gun in like 2017 2018 but still it's like it's been a minute and that's how you know it's been a minute they did some Miles teller is they did some it. reshoots though didn't they because like in the the COVID delay, Tom Cruise was like, "All right, everyone's got to learn how to fly a jet," so that they could film them actually flying jets instead of. I think no, I think all that was. 
was that ready before? to go. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's still insane. Mission Impossible that's... has been the COVID project. Mission that's Impossible right. 7 has that's been right. the big, that's right. has been the COVID thing, which again, I'm sure he learned how to do something fucking bananas. Yeah. Moonwalk. Like, for Mission Impossible <laughs> fucking Fallout, he literally learned how to fly a helicopter, you know? Like, yeah. For um, one sequence in that movie. What a fucking incredible what a jackass. Dick. What yeah, an he, amazing fucking. Miles Teller has a lot of stuff coming, though. He's not okay. done. He's got the, the tele- offer, which is that movie about uh, the guys that made The Godfather. Oh, Christ. What's he doing in that? Uh, he's playing shit. Albert Ruddy. Okay, I don't know who that is. I think Probably the guy that made The Godfather. Not anybody that, that I've ever fucking heard of. <laughs> the guy that produced it. Al Ruddy gets oh, the okay. job of producing an adaptation of the best selling novel, The Godfather, Great. for Paramount Pictures. Oh, yeah. Great. But rising crime boss, Joe. Why would you cut off the fucking. <sighs> Thanks, guys. But rising crime boss Joe Colombo has a different fate planned for the film. I just casting Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola is like fat phobic. Like, is you literally only cast him because he's a fucking fat guy? He doesn't fucking look or sound or feel like Francis Ford Coppola. You're just being fat phobic. Get out yeah. of here. You got Burn Gorman and Giovanni Ribisi and Colin fucking Hanks. Sure. Alright, I'm I gotta Jake look up this. Cannavale, like Bobby Cannavale's kid. That sounds right. I believe you. Because they he could born nineteen ninety five, he's gotta be Bobby Cannavale's kid. Burn Gorman, Joe Columbo. Who are these people? Who are these people? Burn Burn so Gorman's the guy that like is in all of the like what? just I know I'm sorry. Yeah. Pacific oh, Rim and, um, I mean, yeah, who are the people they are playing? I'm sorry. I know who these cast members are. Juno Temple. But, like, who are these? They, oh, this is, so they're really de-emphasizing the cast of The Godfather. They, like, they're really de-emphasizing, like, like, James Kahn is not a listed character here. Al Pacino is not a listed character here. Marlon Brando is. But, like, you can get a guy to do a Brando impression. Lou Ferrigno playing the guy that played Luca Brazzi. That's not bad casting, honestly. But it's like, it's weird that you don't see, like, the cast of The Godfather listed here anywhere. I have a bad, this is, I'm, you know, hate to disparage work I haven't even glimpsed, but, like, this is gonna suck. (laughs) Yeah, Albert Albert Ruddy produced The Godfather. He was a producer, gotcha. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess these are all people that were involved the in the creation or the fact of getting the movie turned into, or getting yeah. the book turned into. Yeah, I didn't know it was a, a book the, first. Uh, yeah, that's... Mario Puzo wrote the book, and it was. Uh, it's like a huge sort of like it's sort of like an airport novel. It's like this big thing, but um, Coppola sees what's good in that book. He essentially gets it as, like, an assignment, because Francis Ford Coppola wasn't fucking anybody when when he was about to make The Godfather. It was, like, right. a four-hire gig. He didn't really... He got the job because he was Italian, and he was like... But he saw enough of what it could be to, like, really refine this, like, good... But, you know, like, an airport novel sort of book into, yeah. like, an elegant fucking drama that's, like, the most affecting piece of cinema I ever produced right and sure. like it just it um yeah it's interesting as Caesar like from like from Greece <laughs> this guy's playing Caesar from from Greece from ancient ancient Greece 
<laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't uh, have to watch this. I don't go no. watch this. No, you don't have to. He's also I'm canceling my Paramount Plus. I'm not Spider-Head. He's doing Spider-Head, that new Chris Hemsworth heist movie coming out. Don't know what that is, but cool. In the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. Oh, God. Yeah, whatever, man. It's it's Joseph Kaczynski. Oh, I'll watch that movie because it's Joseph Kaczynski. And he did Tron Legacy and uh, Oblivion. Oh, shit. And is is he doing Top Gun? He directed Top Gun Maverick. I guess I guess Tom I liked guess working with him on enjoyed, Oblivion. Yeah, I guess. I guess All he right. liked Oblivion. Oh my God! This guy Can you imagine did your filmography being Tron Legacy, Oblivion, The Dig, and which is a short Taco most Bell, Web of Fries. <laughs> most importantly of all, the Gears of War Mad World trailer, Caleb. That's fucking incredible, dog. Caleb, the Gears of War Mad One of the World best trailer. game trailers fucking ever. <laughs> Listener, stop what you're doing and go watch the Gears of War Mad World trailer. And remember, it was like 2006, and this oh. like melted everyone's minds. This trailer absolutely fucking rules. The new Top Gun is directed by the Gears of War Mad <laughs> There is not a more mad thing you could say. <sighs> Uh, I think that's been incredible. Mad. That's incredible. Yeah, that's... I was so I'm already like fully erect for Top Gun <laughs> Maverick, but now it's like stratospheric. Now my fucking erection extends to the sky where those brave pilots fly <laughs> their big planes. I'm so Manny Jacinto is in this movie. Fucking from the good place. Uh, Jason Mendoza is in Top Gun. Oh, this is gonna be a great film. What the fuck? This is gonna be. A this movie is gonna film. be great. Also, this Miles is absolutely playing Goose's kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's gonna be John Hamm, Jennifer sure. Connelly, Bob Ed Harris, Elmer, Ed Rock Harris. On. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's fucking. I just watched the original Top Gun for the first time. It's, it's fine. It's fine. This is gonna be incredible. <laughs> this is gonna be something. This is gonna this be fucking gonna, something. This is gonna blow. Oh, I'm going to IMAX to fucking watch oh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, no other way to watch it, dude. Are you no other me, way, dog. No other way. Holy Are you shit. Shit me. Can you imagine I'm watching this on midnight the, IMAX screen. <laughs> no, <laughs> baby. Oh man. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Rock on. Uh, any plugs? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, I do the video game podcast. Check that out. Yeah. Um, Bounty Board. Uh, is a interview show largely now, uh, or a solo show I do talking about games specifically. Then the Nerdy Bits show, um, Bounty Board. Yeah, Bounty Board. Hell yeah! And then the Nerdy Bits show, we talk about all sorts of stuff, mostly games, but also uh, we're talking about the Halo show a lot right now because it's on, and I'm enjoying it. But listen to the last episode. Not everybody is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that buddy, one Waypoint Radio yeah. where they talked about it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, it's <laughs> no, it's fine. You're it's fine. Happy. I, You're I'm so torn. It. I'm so torn. It's weird because like a part of me is like, you know, it's the first time we've gotten something on this scale. So I'm grateful it exists. And I'm hearing people be like, but couldn't it have been good? And I'm like, well, 
some things have to walk so other things can run. Now, the fact that the game's 20 yeah. years old and that this hasn't been done more uh, <laughs> is not helping that anything at this point should be walking. No. Um, but, you know. Yeah. You know, it is, it, it's what it is. Uh, I look forward to hearing Waypoint talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're happy, don't let anybody... No, nah, I'm not going to let anybody yuck my yum. Don't uh, let anybody fucking tear you down. Also, I'll be Especially more me. happy when Waypoint actually owns up to Rob saying he's going to play through all of them for his yeah, Waypoint on. 101. Come quit, on, Zachney. Quit teasing me and come fucking on, do, it. You <laughs> I, do it. I will listen to every episode twice. If yeah, you they're like Waypoint 101-ing about, like, Gettysburg. And I was like, mm, yeah, this, this is called stalling. This is called yeah. stalling. They had one where they watched, they watched through Michael Mann movies, which, like, great movies. Which, yeah, that rules. But also, Dog- like, <laughs> do the, also the yeah. muse- the the museum of the moving image is which is within walking distance of my current apartment memorial day weekend they are showing four michael mann movies Ooh. and my life is at such a point that i bought tickets to all four of them i'm gonna have a good little time oh that's amazing that's it's, amazing it's friday night is heat yep amazing then Saturday afternoon, Collateral. Very, very great good. Great movie. Great movie. Then Sunday night, double feature, The Insider and Miami Vice. Oof. I'm going to... Oof. The, the chill masculine vibes that are going to wash over You're gonna me be a on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> You're going to be a what, what am I, human. Yeah, it's like, am I going to have a date? No. Am I going to have a party? No. <laughs> like, I know that in advance. No, it's you Michael are going Mann to have a weekend, party. It's baby. going to be a personal party. It's personal party. A personal pan party. Personal pan party. Yes. And, uh, and, it's, and it's called Walking to the Museum of the Moving Image three straight days in a row. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be holy. This is, I was just, it's going to be your feel, candle nights. I, I'm going to feel fucking renewed, dog. <laughs> I've never seen Miami Vice. That'll be my first Miami Vice. As it was meant to be seen i think yeah yeah probably yeah, yeah. that's probably how it was the only thing anyway. that can make it better have you ever seen thief michael mann's thief starring james khan no oh, so good oh, it's so good you would love it i feel okay. that deep you feel that deep in your yeah that, the, i uh, feel that the strong totally. finger point that came with that uh yeah, yeah. i need to sell that thief one James Caan is a fucking heist master. Sick. It's one of the best fucking looking movie. It's on Prime and Tubi. Watch, oh, it's on Prime? Watch Thief. Yeah, it's on Prime. Watch right. Thief now. <laughs> I gotta go. At this, no, at this okay. moment. Okay, anyway. Uh, I'll, I'll do my shit. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it drops, the day after this will be the second episode of Crazy X Pod Friends, where we're going through Crazy X Girl Friend. Uh, that's over on its own podcast feed. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, that'll be my plug for right now. And you, the listener, when you, go watch some Michael Mann movies. I'll fucking tell that to you. They're <laughs> pretty much all fucking great. <laughs> Choose one. Heat. Great podcast, not great. Black Hat, the director's cut, is supposed to be, like, amazing. But it's not available anywhere. So I am calling... This is my plug. 
I need all you fucking Snyder Cut idiots out there. I need you, all you buffoons <laughs> to use these powers to just... The director's cut, unlike the Snyder Cut, the director's cut of Black Hat already exists. And it has played one time on FX. Like, literally, like, one live viewing of Black Hat. I need you fucking animals yeah, to use to your powers of annoying people <laughs> to yeah. just get it available. Make yeah. it where I could buy the fucking director's cut of Black Hat. Okay. Apparently he directed that that new uh, pilot of the new Ansel Elgort show on um, yeah, Tokyo Max Vice? that I have not. Tokyo Vice, not Miami mm-hmm. Vice. I see, what, I see what we've done there, folks. <laughs> I see you. Uh... Yeah, go down to your local video store and rent some Michael Mann films for the weekend and uh, thank me later. <laughs> thank me on the flip side, because you will. And if you are a Snyder psycho, again, please use your incredible powers. Get the fucking director's cut of Black Hat out from the fucking vault. <laughs> should, we call them, should we call them Snycos? Yes. Yes, we should. And with that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with what I personally consider to be the peak of mythic quest certainly the peak of mythic quest so far this one two punch we're about to talk about is it's very good is as good as this show fucking gets you know what i mean this is the fucking this is the good shit this the it's the best but until then uh again rent some michael mann movies please go yell at uh i don't know who owns the rights to black hat you can figure it out and please enjoy your Dinner party. With all its great DP action. 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 Did you ever realize those guys talk funny? This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Dinner party.